0: Adam Crowley.
1: Uh, I want to talk about what the hell you guys are doing on a TC because I I really don't want to Google condoms noses on my uh, work computer. So the Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh.
2: On the Crowley Show, where your mom listens and you should too. 412 2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. Don't tell your wife if you think Julia Garner from Ozark is hot. It's a tremendous show. Jason Bateman is unbelievable. Before we get to Matt Williamson, Brian LaMartina back in the studio is telling me that he thinks she's hot. Joe Rokiki out here with me at the North Park Lounge is telling me he thinks she's hot. I think she looks like she's too young to be hot, and I think that that is probably where it stops for me.
3: Come on, dude, she's absolutely gorgeous in a weird way. It takes a little bit to figure it out, but once oh, you Oh, like, don't
2: do that. Don't do that. I'm not nuanced enough to know if she's attractive.
3: You you just have to look at it more and more. The more you watch it, the hotter she gets.
2: A- am she's I wrong, Joe? No, you're exactly right. Hitting the nail on the head. She's twenty four. Okay, but she looks like she's not. That what? does no. it for me. I don't I don't look twenty four Yes you do. No, I don't. You look twenty four. What the, right, the hell are you about now?
0: Are you guys talking about?
3: Ruth Langmore this chick, is hot,
0: Tom. This chick looks like Annie if she grew up and had a meth addiction.
3: Yes! She's no. not hot. She is are hot. Are you kidding me? You know, maybe this some is of us the, are this into is Annie the... with a meth addiction.
0: Well, then this is the girl for you because this is exactly <laughs> what would happen if that scenario played out.
2: See, I don't stop a radio show whenever it's the day after a Steelers game to talk about something unless it's incredibly important. This <laughs> is important. And we're tied 2-2. We're going to get back to this in a second. Matt Williamson joins us now on the Crowley Show from the Steelers Radio Network. Matt, have you watched the show
1: Ozark? Very familiar with it. Not hot, and I'm so old, I thought you guys were talking about the mom originally.
2: She's okay. hot too, Matt. The mom is hot. I think we can all agree the mom's hot. Mom hot, Joe?
3: Laura all right. Yes. No, thanks. Are
2: you telling me? She is hot.
3: Come is on, hot? Joe.
2: No, I'm not. I'm not into it. Ugh. Pass. Pass. Okay, well, the young Julia Garner. Not hot. Matt Williamson broke the tie. That's official here on the Crowley Show. Williamson's
3: wrong. It's official. I like the any method.
2: Any method was perfect. It is, Uh, Williamson. The Steelers tied yesterday. Uh, I want to look around the league with you, uh, but I do want to get your thoughts on what happened in Cleveland. What a disaster!
1: Yeah, what a disaster for sure. I mean, the way I look at that game were. This is I said on on SNR today that if we look at all 32 teams' performance, you know, in in a vacuum, in a nutshell, in a bubble, and we rank them all, you know, who played the best this week in Week One, I bet those two teams that we watched are going to be right at the bottom. Like that was really bad football, losing football. And if the Steelers played like that against the Bengals or the Ravens, they lose by three touchdowns. If they play like that against the Patriots, they lose by 100. How much of
2: this is a is because they played the Browns, not because they played one of those teams, i.e., they played down to their competition? you buy into that?
1: Not so much. I know there's a history here of on the road playing down the worst teams and the Bears last year and all those things. Um, not to make excuses, but I, more than that, I would blame weather, Rust, you know, certainly from Ben, you know, not playing much in the preseason. We saw some of that, you know, Eagles, Falcons, and some other games around the league. But really, just not all that great of football. I mean, poor, poor execution. Um, not putting a bad team away—that really worries me. You know, even after the, even after the debacle of the two turnovers in about a two minutes span, if, if they can. You know, get a field goal in their last four possessions, they win that game. And it's just not well played. And it sounds like I'm all doom and gloom, but I'm not. There was a lot of very promising things that I thought came out of it, too.
2: T.J. Watt had four sacks. That's big. I thought Sean Davis had a good game. James Conner looked pretty good until the fumble, obviously. Uh, What are some positive things that you take away before we start looking at the rest of the league?
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought the defense overall played very well. I mean, they allowed a couple big plays, but I thought the cornerback play was very strong and you didn't see those guys, you know, exposed, that's for sure. And then the play that Gordon made is something that great receivers do, kind of like A.B. touchdown. I'm glad you brought up Davis. I mean, I thought that he passed the free safety test for flying yeah. colors for his first time out there. That's really promising. Watt looks like a star. You know, Hayward and Kua played that way as well. Offensive line was dominant, especially in the run game, uh, and Connor took advantage of it.
2: All right, one follow-up question then, because you said the offensive line was dominant. I've seen a lot of people say uh, Ben was under duress. I thought that was a faction of uh, – uh, I think that was because Ben was holding onto the ball too long. Me too,
1: mostly. I mean, Miles Garrett flashed, as he always will. He's a phenomenal yes. player. I mean, and that's, he's going to do that every game he ever plays in. Um, but I blame Ben more than I blame – still in the waiver, or the line as a whole. I thought the line was better in the run game than the pass game, though.
2: Yes, I'd agree with that. Matt, let's take a look around the league. I've spent all day talking about the Steelers. Uh, last night's game, Packers, Bears, was very fun to watch. Uh, Aaron Rodgers on one leg, finding a way to bring that team back was just awesome. Khalil Mack, a dominant force. What are you taking out of that one?
1: Yeah, and it was heartbreaking for me whenever he goes off on the card, you know, especially a second year oh. in a row of all the football players that I've ever watched. He's my favorite one to watch. I mean, I really am the biggest Roger fan you'll ever, ever meet. And it's crazy because he doesn't even throw in his feet set to begin with, let alone on one bad leg and still did got it done. But to take some of the, the melodrama out of it, the Bears fell apart in the second half. I mean, they shouldn't lose that game either. And, As great as Rodgers is, he didn't come in and make unbelievable throw after unbelievable throw either. Like, the Bears have to win that game.
2: What was the worst collapse, that one or what the Steelers did?
1: That's a coin flip, but I think I'll give it to the Steelers because it was in a drop of a hat the, the game changed.
2: I would agree with you. I had somebody just tweet me and say, You can't say the Browns are going to be bad. They're going to be much better this year. You could have said the Rams were going to be bad last year. Okay, that's fair to a point. The Browns will be better. They're still going to be bad. So I think that that was Well, they didn't
1: play well either. They played a terrible game of football. Right, Taylor was horrible. They they, threw 25 incompletions. Right, and with a very conservative game plan, too. Like, they didn't push the ball down the field. You
2: know, I mean, bad. Is it a rut-row, the Ravens are good, or is that just because the Bills are the worst team in football?
1: I've been saying for a while the Bills are the worst team in football, and I think the Colts are also in that conversation. I'm sure you're going to go there next. But still, I mean, very impressive performance by the Ravens, and they certainly have a history of destroying bad teams, and they destroyed a bad team. Is Joe Flacco back to being elite? He never was. (laughs) <laughs> and he's been flat out terrible the last couple years. I'm open to the suggestion that he's healthier than ever, more motivated than ever, and better than terrible now.
2: Is that all they need? Somebody to be better than terrible for them to be a playoff Not type to get team? To eight
1: and eight-ish. I mean, maybe in the AFC that gets you to nine wins. Maybe.
2: How about the Bengals? We had talked before about how improved of a football team that they were going to be this year. They made some improvements. John Ross is going to be a part of the squad now. They've got a really good defense. Uh, they found a way to not bangle up the end of that game when they very well could have. You're still looking at them as a possible playoff team.
1: Yeah, and I picked them to be a playoff team. I think they're slightly better than the Ravens. I think they are a 9 or 10 type of win team. They started that game slow, and kind of like you mentioned, I mean, in, often in Bengal history, that would have been enough to be the death nail and just crumbled. and. You know, took it into the locker room and lost, but they showed a lot of resiliency and kept playing better, and their stars showed up, and they're very mixing oriented now on offense, which is a smart move because he's a tremendous Le'Veon Bell-type talent. A.J. Green has less on his shoulders. Dalton has less on his shoulders, and it is a very good young defense.
2: I know we're not going to be able to talk to you later on in the week, so before we get to any of the other games, It is going to be Ravens Bengals in Paul Brown Stadium on Thursday night. You like one
1: team there more than the other? I haven't really thought of it too much from a matchup standpoint, but I do think the Bengals are the better roster. The Ravens are the better coach team. I mean, I think that's pretty safe to say, but I'll probably pick Cincinnati in that game. Okay.
2: Matt Williamson joining us here on the Crowley Show. The Chiefs put up 38 points yesterday, Uh, they did a lot of goofy formations. Pat Mahomes is a guy that both you and I salivated over. Uh, he was my favorite quarterback in the draft last year. Uh, Tyreek Hill is a monster. That's not going to be their problem, though, right? I mean, the offensive side, they're going to be very good. It's about how many points they can keep off the board.
1: Yeah, their defense is flat-out bad. And I've said this a lot, that I think it's going to be the most entertaining team to watch all year. And, and Mahomes, you know, capulates that well. I don't think that would the word. Um, this is going to be really high highs. Probably some bad lows. A lot of points on in every Chiefs game. If I, if it would be my prediction. I know Eric Berry? would Be interesting to see if he comes back against the Steelers. That's something to keep an eye on. But they are loaded with offensive weapons, and Mahomes is a special talent. And they're so he, well coached.
2: They are well coached, and he just flicks it, man. I mean, that's if you are ranking, yeah, if you are ranking arm strength in the league, where's he go?
1: I actually just did this on my podcast not long ago. And Ooh. the two guys to me that can throw the ball the hardest are Cam Newton and Josh Allen. The, the guys, though, that have the best functional arm strength with throwing off a bad, you know, off a wrong foot or bad location or guys hanging off you are Mahomes, Rogers, Stafford. Not in any order, but they're two different categories.
2: Where do you put Ben these days?
1: B-plus. What happened to the Saints? Those guys are A's. B. I mean, uh, their defense. The, the, the Bucs, man, I didn't see that coming either. I think the Bucs are a really talented team, and the Steelers have them in two weeks. Fitzpatrick's just a massive roller coaster. I mean, he, that guy is all or nothing. He has terrible games, or he has tremendous games. And the Saints caught him on the wrong day. And that was a massive shootout, too. I mean, it's kind of like Chiefs Chargers. or it's a lot of points, not much defense. A couple of quarterbacks playing hot, and, yeah, that one shocked me.
2: Patriots, they beat the Texans. Uh, I admittedly saw very little of that game. Uh, Anything there that was surprising? What do you think about the Patriots roster?
1: Yeah, I didn't see a ton of that one either, but it didn't seem very competitive. It seemed like they had that game in hand right from the start. Um, I know they're light on weapons, but Gronk lit it up and was awesome as usual. Uh, former first-round picks like Philip Dorsett and Corderell Patterson are playing, you know, they're going to be productive players with Brady. But it was the defense to me. I mean, the defense was really solid, a lot healthier than last year, well-coached, of course. Um, it's a good group. Uh, I don't think it's one of the top ten rosters in the league, though. It's amazing.
2: Matt, appreciate don't... the time, uh, as always. And I, I mean, I agree with that. Um, I, I think the AFC, you know what, before we go, because the AFC is such a jumbled mess, and it will be, I think, all season long, Jacksonville kind of did exactly what th- we thought they would do, too, right? I mean, they're just putrid yeah. offensively.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're bad on offense. Fournette got hurt, missed a lot of the game. The defense just too much to overcome. They had a really hard time blocking those guys, and Ramsey and Odell kind of battled to a draw, basically. Um, but, you know, the, the thing with the tie yesterday is, I know it's only one week, but it's in a way, it's as good as a loss because the teams that the Steelers have to be most concerned with—Cincy, Baltimore, Jacksonville, New England, maybe Kansas City—they all won. hmm
2: Matt, thank you for the time, buddy. I'll talk to you soon.
1: I hope. All right, I'm going to view Ozark differently.
2: Yeah, I'm going to look at it the same because she's not not hot. That's never Matt crossed Williamson. my mind. Not ever. These guys are disgusting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now get, out, like of get uh, out of here! Get out of here! Yeah, she's like twelve. That's that's not good. I can open it up to the phones 922 four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Julia Goner, attractive. I put it out there on Twitter, and uh, Pittsburgh Sports Duck says, "Yikes! This girl is seriously Annie, on all the drugs. Maybe the so <laughs> the sun won't come out tomorrow." Woof! Couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. She's real pale too. Yeah, it's gross. Like Girl, she's undead. It. She
3: is not. She's gorgeous. She's like. It's she's unique. gorgeous. It's We're unique. say she's gorgeous. It's unique. Gorgeous. Like there's something cool about her. It's just she's not classic beauty. There's just something cool about her. That's hot.
2: All right. I don't want to be that sexist radio show. So, Jason Bateman. He's or, hot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I'd, I'd say he's hot too. Mm-hmm. Or who? Who was the
0: other option? Tommy Lee Jones. Oh that's everything.
3: everything. Oh boy. I gotta go Bateman.
2: I gotta sometimes go. I master Bateman.
3: And there you did
2: it. Coming up next, we put that segment behind us. That's the most important thing. And I'll tell we you finish that segment off. Let's just say this show's gonna have a happy ending. It's a Crowley show.
1: The Adam Crowley Show. I'm with you, and you know what? That'd be an even better point than your cheese teas today, and that's saying something because your cheese cheese are unbelievable. Thank and you, sir. My favorite thing on Twitter, Adam Crowley.
0: Oh yeah, cheese. Yeah. On ESPN Pittsburgh.
2: I got one for you, Tom, before we become the show that evaluates the way women look without going all Title IX and equal opportunity looking at the men. Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo?
0: Oh, see, if you're shallow and you go based on looks alone, it's got to be Jimmy G, right? But yes. Tom Brady's just... It's Tom Brady, man. God, I mean, you, I, I can't say no to the Golden God. Just
3: look a little deeper. I mean, I prefer my guys pliable, and, and so I'm going TV all day. Does Cam Newton deserve a spot in the conversation? Yeah. I'd pick Cam over both of those guys. Yeah, me too. I'm with Tom yeah. on
2: that. I think Cam gets overlooked in this discussion. I think Cam has got rippling biceps. Oh, and yeah. A
3: He's a quiet back. hot. Sharp dresser, too. Great teeth. Cool name.
2: Yeah, a lot cooler than Brady or Garoppolo.
3: Yeah. I feel like he'd take you out to a nice dinner and, like, you know, romance it up a little. I feel like Cam's got that in him.
0: Cam Newton or Julian Edelman? Ooh. <laughs> Cam Newton, This thing.
3: Not... Yeah, I'd stick oh with Cam God. Newton. I mean, if I want to have a fling and I want to, you know, get crazy, you know, and, like, not have any kind of center and be all loosey-goosey, it's, it's Gronk all day long.
2: I'm happy you said Gronk. I thought you were going to find your way back to Edelman there. But, yes, if you're trying to have just a good time, maybe Garoppolo, though, getting shortchanged there a little bit. No, Garoppolo is hanging out with that porn star. That's exactly why I don't want him. Damaged goods. Wow. 412-922-2874. Who is the hottest man in the NFL? Tweet me at (laughs) underscore Adam Crowley. Who's to blame for the Steelers' loss yesterday? Ben's not that good-looking of a guy. If you were ranking the Steelers' quarterbacks on the looks... He's not. He's third, right? I mean, it's absolutely Mason Rudolph for numero uno. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That guy shook my hand, and a tear trickled out of my
3: eye. (laughs) You were swooning. (laughs) Yes.
2: He's got such a great jawline, perfect skin. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, blame for the Steelers in their loss yesterday, it's got to be Ben Roethlisberger. It's more nuanced than that. 116 penalty yards on 12 penalties, that's going to hurt you. James Conner's fumble is going to hurt you. Giving up a big play to Josh Gordon's going to hurt you. Two plays, 58 yards on the drive that tied the game. But if you had to boil it down to one, I'm going... Ben Roethlisberger because he needs to be a player who puts the team on his back. Aaron Rodgers is limping around, going up against Khalil Mack, and he finds a way to win the football game yesterday. Uh, if he could do that, Ben Roethlisberger's got to be able to go into Cleveland and win that game. If you can come from behind with Khalil Mack bringing up the funk in your face, you sure as hell better be able to beat Cleveland. In the first game of the season. When you play Cleveland every single year. And you know exactly what they bring to the table. And Ben didn't. So I'm going Ben. That being said. It doesn't mean. That Mike Tomlin didn't have a couple of questionable coaching decisions. I thought that he did. One was. Just being far too conservative at the end of the game. It's. Third and ten. On the opponent's 38 yard line. And. The Steelers run the ball. You get to the 30, you're in field goal range. I know Chris Boswell missed one at the end of the game. I can't say that with full confidence, but you've got to play to get points. Think about some of the other games around the league yesterday. The Bears, I thought, got conservative, and they lost the game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't get conservative. They kept putting points on the board. They won by a score. If they had started getting conservative, the Saints are going to come back and win that football game. You can't do that. I don't care if you're playing the Browns. I don't care if you're playing the Bengals. I don't care if you're playing the Ravens. I don't care who you play. In this league, teams can put up points. You can't be conservative. I thought that they were. In overtime, I wanted to see them get a little bit closer for Chris Boswell, too, but they were being conservative. At least at that point, you could say, okay, they turned the ball over six times. So maybe you don't want to turn it over when you think you're in field goal range, but I thought far too conservative. As for the Steelers and Mike Tomlin's decision-making, I thought that it was also a bad call not to get James Conner out of the game earlier. I know James played well. I know he had 197 yards from scrimmage. I know that he had the game of his life. But that's kind of the point for me. James Conner had never played this much football in an NFL game before. He was getting worn down. His last 10 carries weren't as productive as the first 10 carries of the game, and they're not going to be for anybody. If Mike Tomlin wants to say, Le'Veon, you're playing 90% of the snaps, I get it. He's Le'Veon Bell. He can handle the load. If he wants to say that about Rashard Mendenhall, at least I had seen that before. With Willie Parker, fine. Anytime he could break a 95-yard touchdown run. If he wants to do with D'Angelo Williams when he's in for Le'Veon Belt. I can get that even a little bit more than James Connor. Connor is not a bell cow back. He wasn't at Pitt at the end of his career because he got hurt. He wasn't last year. He had 26 carries and he gets hurt. He pulled his hammy in training camp this year. Not that that doesn't happen to everybody, but it made me turn my head a little bit. James Connor. Shouldn't have been in the game when he fumbled. It should have been a fresh back. It should have been Steven Ridley. Stephen Ridley's a veteran. Steven Ridley really knows how to protect the football, and he's fresh at the end of the game to be able to salt the clock away if that's in fact what you want to do, and Mike Tomlin wanted that to be the case. I think that the Steelers got conservative, and I think that James Conner should have been out of the game. I blame Ben Roethlisberger first and foremost because he turned the ball over five times. After that, it's decision-making. Your thoughts, four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. 2874 You can tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Tom, what do you think about that? Do you do you think it was more Mike Tomlin, more Ben Roethlisberger? There is room for nuance here. I mean, a lot of things happen in this game that cost them the ability to win, but what do you boil it down yeah, to? Not to sound
0: cliche, but at the end of the day, it is a team sport. So there's elements from every aspect of the team that contributes to the loss, but you got to put it on Ben more than Tomlin or more than anybody, right? I mean, you turn the ball over five times, you shouldn't tie that game. You shouldn't be in a position to win that game. You should be losing that game by about two touchdowns, right? I mean, does that kind of prove also just how bad the Browns may be, that the Steelers played awful, gave them the ball so many times, and yet it was still a game that the Steelers probably should have won?
2: I don't know if they should have won. Uh, they know, could have. I mean, they were in the they were in position to win with a field goal. But I'm saying you, you try to...
0: Even if you cut those turnovers in half, they probably come out on the other side of that game. They they do,
2: and that that's why I will I will say it's Ben Roethlisberger. Yes, when you look at the elite quarterbacks in the league, Ben Roethlisberger is always placed in the conversation. Let's go down the line, Tom. You answer the question: Who who's more consistent, Ben Roethlisberger, in your opinion, or Drew Brees? It's Drew Brees, Tom Brady. I,
0: that's obviously Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, that's not even close. Matt Ryan. Uh, I'd probably lean towards Ben on that one.
2: I think lately it's been Ryan. I know last year they averaged 22 points a game. And, and Thursday
0: night wasn't a good.
2: Thursday night was not good.
0: They're close, though. Matt Ryan and Ben certainly are close. They are
2: close. A lot closer ha- than people
0: in this town. How thing. about
2: Russell Wilson? I think Russell Wilson's a better player than Ben Roethlisberger. But uh, again, this isn't, yeah. this isn't to say that I think Ben's a bad player. He's absolutely not. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame one day. But people blame Mike Tomlin when the Steelers lose to bad teams, or in this case, tie to bad teams, but Ben Roethlisberger far too often doesn't punch the ball in the red zone. It's not just an, a coordinator thing. That's been stagnant over the course of his career, and lately, his home road splits. On the road, he's bad. The Steelers lose those games against teams that are below 500 on the road. I think it's because Ben's bad in yeah, those circumstances ex-
0: Exactly right, and... And it's okay to get worse as you get older. I I think people forget about that because of Tom Brady and because of Drew Brees, and they seem to just defy time. And that's as they get older. Like Tom Brady had one of the best seasons of his career last year and won the MVP, and he was forty years old. So the the expectation for Ben to kind of like match that almost is in some people's brains, and it shouldn't be. When you get older in the NFL, your talent is going to drop off most of the time. Brady's just an anomaly.
2: Yeah, doing it with Brady is probably not fair, just like no. comparing Tomlin to Bill Belichick. But when you think about the elite quarterbacks in football, though, there are tiers. And I'd put Rodgers and Brady in the first tier. I'd probably put Breeze in that one. And then I think Russell Wilson is right there behind that. And I think Ben Roethlisberger in that second tier, too. But the better quarterbacks, the ones who go down as the all-time greats, not just Hall of Famers, the guys who do it every single Sunday, Homer Road, red zone, non-red zone, between the 20s. And I think that's Ben's problem is the inconsistency. Coming up next, it's been a negative show. And it should have been because the Browns and the Steelers tied. But I'll give you some of the good things that the Steelers did in this game that can be taken away. We've also got the hottest take of the day, other crap, and the three stars of the show. It's ESPN Pittsburgh. The Adam
0: Crowley Show. Crazy animal, those ducks, Adam. They always try to swim and look calm underneath, but on the surface, they're just back to you. Adam Crowley. The Crowman Man. On ESPN Pittsburgh.
2: everybody was got this tweet from john adam you don't bring a back in with six minutes left who hasn't played at all in the game i said steven really should have been in the game at the end instead of james connor and i realize that sounds like the classic what if i realize that sounds like the classic hindsight is 2020 but i was sitting at my computer in the dve studio i guess it's Technically Val Porter's computer in the DV studio, screaming at the TV, put in Ridley. I thought Connor looked gassed. John then replies, now that's a valid point. You can't only play one guy and shouldn't do it with Le'Veon either. I can wrap my head around that if you want to play the best player. If you want Le'Veon Bell to play 90% of the stats because you have that much faith in him, I do get that. I don't get with James Connor, who is not ever carried the load in this league before now eventually you're gonna have to i guess but everyone keeps screaming for running back by committee you had the opportunity to go running back by committee there and the steelers unsurprisingly but still disappointingly did not there were some positives to come out of yesterday's game i focused largely on the negatives today because when you tie the browns it's not i thought james Conner was mostly a beast 197 yards, caught the ball well out of the backfield. Wow, there's a Freudian slip. He also passed, protected better than I thought he would. There was a play where he blocked a dude, gets out in the flat for the catch as the check down. I think that's something Bell's really good at. I thought James Conner did a good job of it there. I think you can, with this guy, I think you can win a division. I think you can win with him if he stays healthy. That's my biggest question mark, which is why I wouldn't have wanted to see him there at the end of the game. T.J. Watt, four sacks in the contest. He's going to be good. He is good now. He had a couple sacks in game one against Cleveland last year. Let's see if he can continue and build up off of it. But he's going to have double-digit sacks, you'd have to think, this year. I think the switch to the right side has done him well. Uh, left side has done him well. Sean Davis, I thought, played well in this game. Had a pass defense, would have been a force and a couple of other turnovers. If the calls had been correct on the field, the ball that hits the face mask of Peppers on the punt should absolutely have been the Steelers' ball. They effed that up. That wound up costing him a win, really, if you think back on it. He also had an interception that was negated due to a hold. Fine, but I thought Sean Davis quitted himself well at free safety. Bud Dupree was going up against... A rookie, undrafted free agent, left tackle. He had to have his way. He did have his way. He got pressure, had a sack, had a pass defense at the line of scrimmage. He showed well. Happy to see it. If T.J. Watt doesn't have the day, he does. I think you're a lot happier with what Bud Dupree did. Juju Smith-Schuster gets criticized because he's lit, because he's selfish, because he's not a team player. He's your millennial. Well, he just... Did what he always does. He had over 900 yards last year in the regular season. Was the best rookie wide receiver in the league. Over 100 yards in this game. 67-yard catch and run. Let's criticize Juju Smith-Schuster when he fails to do it in the regular season. Ryan Switzer looks to be a dude. I thought he played well. And I think that he can reasonably be counted on to do a similar performance, to have similar performances moving forward. And the final thing that I thought the Steelers did well that I was excited about was the QB sneak, baby. It's in the playbook. Woo! Yeah! High five, Joe. It's important to be efficient on short yardage circumstances. The Patriots always are. Steelers should have it in their playbook. There you have it. Some positives for the Steelers on Sunday. It's time for the hottest take of the day.
0: It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day.
2: People are either crushing Serena Williams for her outburst or they are saying that the chair umpire was sexist and that if it happened to a man, it wouldn't have gone down the way that it did. I'm always social justice warrior Crowley. I always come down on the side of the oppressed, never the oppressor. But there's no oppressor here. I think Serena Williams crying sexism really makes it harder for the next woman down the road to cry sexism in something that actually matters. You want to talk about Serena being a beacon for women? She is. She grew up in New York. She becomes the best woman athlete of all time. But she overshadows the young woman on the other end who wins the championship because of her ridiculous overreaction. I'll take it one further. If she wasn't a woman, people would be saying she was a hothead. Uh, The only reason people aren't is because they're afraid that they're going to be called sexist or racist. No, Serena was out of line. I think the chair umpire was a little bit out of line too in making it the ref show, but that's okay. It can be both in sex and race, not have to be involved. I really don't think that they should be in this. Serena looked and acted a fool. Pump on the brakes before you start criticizing and saying it's sexism. That's the hottest take of the day. Woo! Other crap. Jack Doyle fumbled at the end of the Colts' comeback bid against the Bengals. Some bad luck. Woo! Other crap. The Steelers and Browns finish their game in a tie. Or, according to the Browns quarterback, a tough. Woo! Other crap. Herm Edwards now has as many wins over the Michigan State Spartans as Jim Harbaugh does. That's not a joke, but it is funny. Woo! Other crap. It's been 625 days since the Browns won a game. Woo! Other crap. It's been 569 days, nice, since Pitt basketball won a conference game. How many? 569. I went back and re-added it up. Did you? I did. Look at you, buddy. Good job. 569. Rob Gronkowski cheering on the other end. It's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, poetry. I'll tell you why I like ties. I'll tell you why. I could not, would not tell a lie. Just stay out of my way or you'll pay. Listen to what I say. How about I just go eat some hay? I can make things out of clay and lay by the bay. I just may. What do you say?
3: Second star.
2: Tonight's second star of the show,
1: Coach Tomlin's game plan. Every time uh, I hear something, it's always Tomlin this and Tomlin that. You know what? I'm sure he was like, uh, hey, go out there and turn the ball over six times, guys. That's the best coaching <laughs> I they give you for the day. So go ahead. We'll, we'll see if we win when you turn it over six times. Bye-bye.
3: First star.
0: And your first star of the show
3: the very average Julia Garner Come on dude she's absolutely gorgeous in a weird way it takes a little bit to figure it out but once you Oh like, don't
2: do that don't do that I'm not nuanced enough to know <laughs> if she's attractive
3: You you just have to look at it more and more the more you watch it the hotter she gets
2: Am I she's wrong Joe? No you're exactly right hit the nail on the head she's 24 Okay but she looks like she's not that what? does it for oh, me. I don't, I don't look 24, Yes, you do. No, I don't. You look 24. I do not. What oh, the hell about now?
0: are you guys talking about? Ruth Langmore <laughs> this is chick, hot, Tom. This chick looks like Annie if she grew up and had a meth addiction.
3: Yes! She's yeah. not hot. She is Are hot. you kidding me? You know, maybe this some is of us are into Annie with a the... meth addiction.
2: Real talk, boys. When a woman is attractive, I want to know it right off the bat. I want, I want to look at a lady and you say, have you, know have, that, you don't want
0: to have to solve a puzzle. To no, find out how right.
2: Oh, she is. yeah. You just got to look at her for a little bit, Crowley, and then you'll, you'll start to appreciate. No. Now, luckily, I think women approach this differently. Uh, I think women like to know you before they can deem you to be attractive. They'll look at a guy and be like, oh, that guy's hot. Let me get to know him. And if they get to know him and his personality matches up, they're like, cool. Crowley, if, I
3: know Ruth Langmore. I, I'm 20 episodes deep in this damn thing. I know this girl like she's my next door neighbor. Okay, now wait a second. This brings <laughs> up an even better question, I
2: think. Is Ruth Langmore hot or is what's oh. her name in real life? Julia Garner hot? Yes, oh, she is question. now.
3: She is now. Mm, it's two I different would people, Brian. I would like to point out right now that Joe and myself are finding the beauty in people in people and and I'm I'm frankly taken aback a little bit in a very serene Williams sort of way, that you guys would <laughs> would go after somebody's looks like that and just tear them down. When they're a human being, Adam, they're Buy just there living their life, and everyone is beautiful in their own special way. Yes. Usually
2: I fall on that side of things. Uh, I draw the line at Ruth Langmore, who's addicted to meth. Okay. <laughs> Do women and men approach this differently? Because I usually, well, I guess not, because you guys are both men. When I meet a woman, I usually think in, in my head whether they're attractive or not. And, and look, I, I know that sounds pig but it's just it's the way my mind works now you become friends doesn't matter whether they're attractive or not that's fine but i I know I know what I mean i think I think women do it the other way I think women got to talk to you first
3: yeah there's probably there's probably a little bit of that there yeah I'm sure if only we. I just put woman, all, you all men ask. in a
2: box and all women in a box in one segment did I not
3: Yep. hashtag uh, Yeah, equal rights.
2: hashtag Overgeneralizing. <laughs> <laughs> ah, son of a bitch.
3: Why are you so? Why do you hate humans so much? Why don't you be nicer to mankind and womankind for that matter? I stuck up for Ben Roethlisberger today. Yeah, but then you tore down, then you tore down a woman,
2: <sighs> Kelly McGinn. McGill. She won the tickets today for the Pirates. Uh, She'll be traveling to Chicago. Thanks very much to the North Park Lounge and Budweiser for setting this up. Always fun. We'll do it again next year, I am sure, out here in Cranberry. There's ball on tonight. I don't care about it. Tomorrow we talk more about what the Steelers did wrong. It's a Crowley show.